This is Very Public Affairs, the podcast of the Centre for Corporate Public Affairs. Here's your host, Wayne Burns. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Very Public Affairs. I'm Wayne Burns, the Executive Director of the Centre for Corporate Public Affairs. And on this week's pod, we're getting a take from a corporation on how to measure corporate community investment and interrogate why measurement is important, including to understand social impact. I'm talking with Kylie McFarlane, General Manager of Corporate Responsibility at the Commonwealth Bank, which operates across Asia-Pacific, to discuss her insights on the importance of measuring social impact, the difficulties of doing so, and what she's learned from being the Head of Corporate Responsibility at one of the largest banks in the region. Welcome to our pod this week, and I'm having coffee at uh, Darling Park in Sydney with uh, Kylie McFarlane, who is... Head of Corporate Responsibility for the Commonwealth Bank, which is one of the largest banks in Asia-Pacific, is that right, in, in terms okay. of customer base and reach? And, uh, and, and the banking sector in Australia has been through a bit of a rocky time um, reputationally over the past year, so there are challenges in working in corporate public affairs. I guess a lot of people have been talking about, with the journey that the banks have had over the past 18 months with Royal Commission and the new regulatory uh, framework, what is the role of the bank in the uh, community. How does Commonwealth Bank decide what entities to partner with in the community as as far as community partners and and what drives those decisions? Mm, Thank you and good morning. Um, I think that's a really great question and perhaps if we think about the first part of that which is what is our role in community. Obviously as a 105 year old bank our role in community is not just the bank on the corner, it's also actually being part of the community. Our employees are part of the local communities that they serve. Um, So when we think about the partners that we take on and the work we do in the community, we need to look at what does the Commonwealth Bank, the institution, want to do? What do our employees want to do in the community? And how do we turn up in those communities, whether it's Dubbo or Randwick, to ensure that those communities understand the importance of the relationship with them for the Commonwealth Bank. And is part of that, if I read correctly, the corporate investment and also just even above that, the corporate responsibility strategy of the bank, it's to have an impact, the impact for customers, the impact for your employees and the impact for the community. And I suppose that's pretty standard for a lot of organisations, but how do you seek to understand your social impact in the community? And that goes to measurement, which is really the crux of what we're talking about today. How do you understand that impact? Mm. Um, I think the journey of social impact is an interesting one and it it's definitely continues to be an evolving science. Um, We can talk about the difficulties in a moment around attribution, but ultimately it's about defining what you want to get out of any program that you're investing in. Now, Wayne, as you know, I have a 20-year professional history in, in investment, in wealth management, and so I bring that lens to the work that we do in corporate responsibility as well. Um, what can't be measured can't be managed effectively. And for organisations, we do want to understand that that investment, which at times can be very sizable, is actually having an impact. So understanding what you want out of the program in the first instance is important. Then building your theory of change how will that lead to that impact? And then understanding what the key performance indicators you're going to assess against that are going to be. For some very early stage programs, it may simply be inputs and outputs. 
but that is a phase one impact measure because really it's not measuring impact, it's just measuring investment in and outcome and, and what's being done solve. at any given point exactly in time. Exactly right. Yeah. Um, then it's about working with your partners to evolve that measurement to ensure that we can move to an outcomes focus and then to an impact of those outcomes focus. And it's not generic. You can't apply the same cookie cutter measurement model from one investment to the other. There may be core components of commonality, but what you want from each investment may be quite different. Does that make it difficult, therefore, to report progress? This is the long game by the sound of it anyway. So the long game? Absolutely uh, a long, long game. game. And if, if a KPI for marketing or if a key performance indicator for you know, an investment, a yield on a wealth fund, it might be a percentage, say it's 10% if you're really lucky these days, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. you'd be in pretty good shape. <laughs> you would be. But what you're saying, it's different for each corporate community partnership and investment. It mightn't be a number. Um, and it, it might take, there's nothing yearly for a long time. It might take 10 years, might take 20 years. Absolutely. Longitudinal impact is going to be, I think, the importance of any good long-term investment portfolio. Um, It is going to be different from each program, remembering that we don't necessarily measure each program. Quite often, we're contracting our partner to measure the impact of their program. So, and I know you spoke to Allegra early on this week, um, we rely on ABCN to measure the impact of their program. We may now then look at the Commonwealth Bank's attribution to that impact, um, but ultimately we are looking at our partners to uh, measure that impact so that we can work with them to enhance the offering or to look at where future investment is required to close any of those impact gaps. One of the uh, observations of some work we did, the Centre for Corporate Public Affairs did for the Prime Minister's Community and Business Partnership some years ago, was that especially for some of the smaller partnerships that uh, the corporations had, some of those not-for-profit entities felt a bit put upon, especially if it it wasn't a big partnership, that they were tasked by the corporation who was their partner to, uh, to measure. What's your view on when corporations really need to measure there. There are obviously uh, partnerships that are are small, they might be short-term and they might be fire starter partnerships and there there are those that you could actually look at uh, longitudinally. Is this a horses for courses situation? Absolutely and I do think it's also um, the corporation understanding whether the investment they've made is what I'll term as philanthropy. Have they just written a cheque And is the purpose of their investment simply to have provided the funding, in which case that is the impact? Or is it to actually change a system or to affect change in a system? And therefore, you would expect that it's a partnership, that it is an investment in that systemic change they're looking to, to fund. And then how are you going to measure that over the longer term? That will rarely be a one off investment. And if I think about um, some of our investments, Start Smart is now a 10-year-plus program of work. We've measured that program over that time. We've worked with our partner to ensure that we evolve the curriculum and the evidence base that we have over time to ensure that we're still responding to the needs of the education system versus uh, an investment that we will make through ComBank Foundation, which is our people's charity, which is literally writing a cheque, a $10,000 cheque, 
for a community-based grassroots organisation to continue the work they're doing. So that's your small grants program, that's essentially. That's small grants program. Yeah. So it's understanding that they're, they're two very different investments. One requires a measurement outcome and a measurement framework. The other uh, requires a very different analysis of impact. You're listening to Very Public Affairs, the regular podcast of the Centre for Corporate Public Affairs. The Centre is a membership by company organisation comprising 150 member corporations across Asia Pacific. We work with our members to disseminate international best practice on managing corporate public affairs. And we offer and deliver professional development to public affairs practitioners globally, including via our online learning platform. The Centre also conducts research into managing the function. Follow us on Twitter or LinkedIn, or visit us at www.accpa.com.au, or download the Centre's app, which is available both on iTunes and Google Play. Some of the work we did, again, for the Prime Minister's community and business partnership sounds like they pay all of our bills. Unfortunately, they don't. But uh, some other work we did for them recently is that uh, CEOs and boards, especially when looking at their corporate community investment portfolio, are asking the impact on employee engagement. And that seems to be one of the top four drivers of why organisations, why CEO and boards say this is actually why we do this work. We, we do it to shift the needle, to make a difference. We do it because we think it's the right thing to, to do. We're doing it because of social impact, but we're also doing it because it engages our employees. Our employees either expect us to be doing this or it gives them another reason to come to work and be motivated. What's, what's your view on what it's like at Combank and I guess up on the balcony, what it's like in corporate Australia in terms of employee engagement being a driver? So employee engagement is fundamentally important, though not for every program that we run. So we will have dedicated community investments that we manage, particularly to engage our employees. And our foundation is a pure example of that. They fund that foundation, either through payroll giving or fundraising. Um, We disperse over $5 million in grants every year through that activity. And everything we do there has to be centred on our employees because they are the members of that charity and they are the funding body, if you like. Versus the work we might do in, again, using Start Smart or Evidence for Learning as examples, where we want our employees to be aware, but they're not necessarily actively engaged in the program, but their awareness will drive their view of the organisation as a corporate citizen. And in an environment where we want to continue to engage our employees, continue to drive employee pride, that is, to your point, a key driver of employee pride. And particularly for our younger employees coming in, they now see it as a foundation piece. Coming into a large organisation like the Commonwealth Bank, you tell me what you're doing in the community and why you add value to the community I live and operate in before I even look at you as being a worthwhile employee. We we hear from HR departments who do a lot of the screening. That's one of the first questions they're asked. Well, have you got any questions of us? Yes, what are you doing as far as your corporate responsibility? Maybe it's generational, but it's it's definitely a factor, isn't it? Mm. And I think it's an important part of the changing dynamic of how 
Australian society is looking at their large corporates. They want them to be active participants in the community. They want them to have a voice in policy and advocacy. We're seeing that through things like the Edelman Trust Barometer and, and RepTrack and others that while trust is declining in large organisations and large institutions, whether they're corporations, government, the church, not-for-profits, etc., we're also seeing the community wanting uh, CEOs and organisations to have more of a say in advocating on key societal issues. Is it easier for you as uh, head of the function that, that identifies, assesses and also manages actively community partnerships, is it easier for you to make the business case for a partnership if there is a measurement component, if it is a long, long term? Is that in the business world, do you think that's pretty much uh, hygiene, that, uh, that there will be a measurement a component? Uh, so you can understand progress and so you can report it as well? Yes, I think there's two factors there. One, I would never put something up that didn't have a measurement framework because I fundamentally believe that they do have to be measured. And the second is, uh, yes, it does become easier to answer your specific question. If you think about a bank, everything we do is about measurement. It's all about data, the insights we get from that data, how we measure the impact of our own progress and our customers' financial well-being and therefore we have to apply the same lens to the investments we make in the community. Recognising that that return on investment is more often than not a social return on investment so we're not necessarily putting a percentage investment performance against it but we are looking at what are the indicators of social return through that program which might be manifold so employee engagement might be one of them but so might be our reputation score, so might be NPS, but so might be a longitudinal study on the impact of the community that that program's looking to affect changing. You mentioned that we spoke to Allegra Spender, who heads up the Australian Community and Business Network in our last podcast. From the not-for-profit side and from the partner uh, side, she indicated that it was easier for her to tell the story of her organisation and what impact it is having if there is measurement. Just looking at that measurement piece, however, in research that, again, the centre's done over the last decade, one of the drivers and the business case for corporate community investment uh, 10 years ago was reputation. It was number two or three. Now it's dropped out of the top five, mm -hmm. that reputation is, is not one of the top five drivers of corporate community investment. But if no one knows what you're doing, if, uh, do you have to be caught out doing good? Uh, if no one knows what you're doing, is, is that satisfactory? Or is it enough for your employees to know what, what you're doing? When is it important? It's important to walk the talk. When is it important to report the walk? I suspect that reputation having dropped out of the top five may be cyclical and that it is definitely, it's definitely within the top three for us, if not the top two. I think there has been a a philosophical move over the last decade to not talk about what we're doing and whether that's corporate humility or whether it just corporations have been um, focused more on potentially brand versus reputation. Uh, and I think, you know, if you look back a decade ago, that separation started to happen that oh, we're, we're looking at brand and reputations over here, but actually they're linked and they're, they're one and the same thing ultimately. And as we talked about a moment ago, as trust in large institutions is declining globally, we do need to look at what we're doing to ensure that we're building trust 
and that from that we build reputation. Um, I think trust is the cornerstone there. Uh, reputation will follow, and quite frankly, I can't control reputation. No, others um, define your reputation, that's for sure. Spot on. Uh, but what we can do is seek to be trustworthy, seek to talk in a way about what we do in the community with humility, but understand that it is a cornerstone part of our organisation and that it's not an add-on. It is actually just something that we have to do to maintain that licence to operate. And so therefore, how we measure reputation and trust through the work we do becomes infinitely important. Not easy, but an important measure of success over the longer term. There is a conundrum there, isn't it, between doing good and making an impact and uh, the tipping point between blowing your own trumpets and having those in the community affected by impact and, and possibly your community partners, uh, don't be so crude to saying blow, blow your trumpet for you, but recognise that you are making an impact. Do you, looking at your own organisation and also outside, has that nuance been embraced? Are, are we there yet with organisations being able to say, this is what we're doing in terms of social impact. We're doing it because of this and we're wanting to let you know because we think it's, it's important. It's important to our people. I mean, that's the, that's the narrative, but there seems a reluctance at the moment for a lot of corporations to say, oh, well, I, we can't say this because it's looked like we're blowing our own trumpet. I think it's the tone and we've actually been doing a lot of consumer research around this lately. And what people don't want to hear is us talking about us. I we the organisation are doing this and aren't we wonderful? You know, aren't, aren't we beneficent? What they want to hear us say is there is a social issue here that needs supporting and we recognise the role we can play in bringing awareness to that issue and how do we help you, the community, to be more aware but also through that invest in helping to solve for or support that issue. And I think community, through the work we've been doing, is saying, if it's a big issue, we need to know that your role in it, your investment in it is going to be big too, but also that you're not trying to solve the issue because you can't, and your most social issues are beyond government's remit to fix, let alone any one organisation's remit to fix. But define your role in that issue and then keep us informed, be transparent. In fact, interestingly enough, Wayne, you'll find this interesting, we were doing some sessions with community stakeholders uh, just recently and we were talking about some work we'd been doing over the last five years in the community and the feedback we got was, you've never told us about that and actually it's making us not trust you now that <laughs> now you you're us. telling us. I see. So why are you telling us now? Why didn't you tell us over the last five years? So in fact, I think there's an appetite from our customers and the communities we work in for us to tell that story, but they want the tone of that story to be right. It's not about us, the corporation. It has to be about how we're adding value to their community, to their lives and the lives of the people they care about. Is that where reporting frameworks and reporting platforms such as uh, using the GRI in sustainability reporting or actually even having a sustainability report or a corporate responsibility report, is is that a good platform, do you perceive? It, 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 because a lot of these reports, they're high level, they're quite dispassionate in, in lots of ways. They're reporting using an internationally agreed framework or frameworks. They're almost, we're, we're doing this, but it's almost neutral in tone, some of the reporting of the outputs 
and the outcomes. Do you think that is a good dispassionate platform? It almost formalises what you're doing in, in, without putting what a lot of stakeholders are wary of or without putting spin on it? I think they're a foundational piece of your reporting suite. We, in fact, didn't do a sustainability report last year. We integrated the content completely into our annual report. Which is, which is continuing a good practice at the moment. It, it is continuing a good practice, but one that has to, we need to continually check back into. So have we provided our stakeholders with the information they want? The reality is, I don't know about your mum, but my mum's never picked up our sustainability report, It's right? not on my mum's bookshelf. Yeah, no. So that is not the document by which we reach our customers and the communities we operate in to tell them about what we do. And your shareholders. And our shareholders. It is, yeah, it, it is a shareholder document and, and some of our shareholders may pick it up. It's important for key community organisations to have that document there, but it's a reporting document. I think talking about what we do in the community and through our portfolio, it has to come through different mechanisms. And we're looking at that at the moment. How do you utilise social media more effectively to get those messages out? Podcasts like today, um, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, etc. Um, how are people wanting to hear that information? How do you build it into your brand story as opposed to it being a reporting function or a reporting obligation? And finally, in terms of, of measurement, is there one shrink-wrap solution out there? We talked about different partnerships having different impacts and, and different objectives. We, we get asked this a lot, is there a shrink-wrap uh, solution we smiled very nicely and politely and saying, if only there, there was. What's, what's your view on that? Are there products out there that you can tailor that are pretty good or should you go it alone or should you be talking to other organisations about what they're doing and you know, pick a little bit of everything to put into your own approach to measurement? There is no silver bullet would be my response at the moment. I think it's absolutely vital to talk to other organisations out there and there are fantastic movements globally that are looking at different ways to measure social impact, shared value, um, whatever term you want to give it. But I think as we come back to that early comment, this is an evolving science and actually the evolution is the important part. If it doesn't work, evolve it fix it. We've changed our reporting and our measurement frameworks over time because there have been gaps or because the science is evolving and there's a better way of of looking at different things. For me, there's a couple of pieces that are really important though. One is for your large investments, what is your theory of change? It doesn't have to be complicated, but it needs to be in place. Um, Off that, how do you make sure you've got your measurement framework right? What are your social measures? What is the data you're going to apply to it? As a bank, more and more we're asking the question, what data do we own that we can apply to it? So not just our partner's data and the program's data, but in fact, is there data we can use to look at the impact? Because we understand the financial impacts of the work we're doing as well. And then what are the reputation measures that you're going to align next to that? The last one is, what's the attribution? Mm -hmm. And I I mentioned this is a difficulty before because I think this is the problem with the silver bullet. And it's been some of the issues with things like social return on investment over time, right? How many people are trying to attribute that dollar? So I can say that there's a $5 return for every dollar investment, 
but so could you. Causation theory. Yeah, yeah, for a completely different problem you're looking to solve. So until we can solve that attribution issue, I think there isn't going to be a silver bullet. But the, the reality, or, or the, in fact, from our perspective, if you've got your theory of change set up, you've applied a measurement framework against that, and you measure to it, that's what you need to do. And that will be different for each program of work, but that's actually the richness of the story you're telling. Yeah, theory of change is, um, I think, one of the great outtakes of our uh, discussion uh, today. Carla McFarlane, thank you very much for joining us on the pod. Thank you, Wayne. If you enjoyed this episode of Very Public Affairs, subscribe in iTunes and leave a review. For more, visit the Centre for Corporate Public Affairs website at www.acpa.com.au.